It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. We're going to take a look at a couple of free agent targets, maybe that we have not already talked about, maybe a couple of trade targets, things like that. I know there was some fire going around. I think people are already getting cabin fever in Reds country when it comes to the wonderful Twitter.com. So let's talk about some thoughts for this offseason. Before we do, though, I want to remind you about this deal we've got with Blue Chew. If you go to bluechew.com and enter promo code MLB, you'll get your first order for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is a chewable form with the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, so it'll give you that performance boost, and since it's a chewable, it'll give it to you faster. If you're looking to turn singles into doubles, check out Blue Chew. Chew it and do it. Go to BlueChew.com and enter promo code MLB to get your first order for free. Just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew, you can skip the pharmacy, skip the doctor's visit, do it all online, get shipped to your door. Nice and easy. Like Check out BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better Cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Lockdown Reds podcast today. Also, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the Himalaya Podcasting app, whatever kind of podcasting app you're using right now, make sure you have hit that subscribe button. Best way to get the podcast each and every day. Also, check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. So for today's episode, which is brought to you as always on the postseason by Vivid Seats, make your next memory at a live event with Vivid Seats. Download the app and enter promo code POSTSEASON for a discount on your next ticket purchase. So not a whole lot went on in the world of baseball 
last night, the game that was supposed to be between the Yankees and the Astros, game four, was pushed back, and they will do that, I think they're doing that on Friday night now, because of rain in New York City, so yeah, it was an off night for all of baseball, and that got me to thinking, because we've been talking about pretty much the same targets. We've been talking about trade targets like Mookie Betts, and a little bit about Francisco Lindor, and talking about maybe even, you know, free agent targets such as Anthony Rendon. Uh, you know, who else we've got? Grandall. Oh yeah, we've talked about Grandall quite a bit. So let's take a look at some other options that are out there because it's not just those guys. Now, as I mentioned, with catcher, we're pretty light on the options, and I have looked over that list, and as far as free agent catchers are concerned, yeah, I mean, maybe you look at Robinson Chirinos, but he's 36. I don't think there's anything there. Tyler Flowers, he has a club option. He might not even be available. And then you're looking at Jason Castro and Travis Darno and Alex Avila. Yeah, I don't know that we're really improving all that much from Tucker and from Kirk Casale. So, yeah, we're not going to dive too far into that. But one of the first options I saw, and we're, t- we're talking about free agents just right this moment. And this this will be an interesting guy, probably not a first target for the Reds, but a nice fallback point, supposing he doesn't go early in the free agency process, and that is Jonathan Scope. Jonathan Scope is a pretty decent second baseman. He's 28 years old, played for the Minnesota Twins teams that hit a billion home runs in 2019. He himself hit 23 home runs, and that's not too bad. His OPS Plus was at 102, so he was a slightly very teeny-tiny above-average hitter at the second base position. But hey, slightly above, teeny-tiny above-average for second baseman is way above what the second base position produced for the Cincinnati Reds. So that in and of itself is not that big a deal. Now, maybe he's not the free agent head turner that everyone's looking for. And like I mentioned, he's not going to be, you know, a, a focal point. But I, I think that he could be a nice plan B. What'll it cost, man? What'll it cost? I'm glad you asked, because in 2018, he made $7.5 million. Now, that doesn't sound super enticing when you look at his numbers, but if he is a plan B, that means that they've probably made some moves elsewhere, and if he also is a guy that the Reds go after, that means that Sinzel is staying in center field. So hopefully they've spent their money on Grandall. Maybe they've made a trade here for, you know, Lindor or something like that. And they can plug Scope into second base for a pretty cost-effective amount. His wins above replacement was only at 1.6 last season. His contract is skewed pretty heavily by his 2017 numbers, which he had a 5.2 wins above replacement his only all-star season of his career 
He even finished 12th in the MVP voting that year. So, yeah, he's had a couple of down years, but a worthy second-tier option. Now, I know I'm just kind of starting off a little weird here, but I'm looking at the free agent options, and bear with me because they're kind of slim, but he is an option that's out there. You're also will be looking at Starlin Castro. We kind of know what Starlin Castro is I mean, most of us have seen him play with the Cubs for most of his career. He's a little bit older. He's going to be 31 next year. So maybe he's a plan B as well. There's no real plan A second baseman on the free agent list, unless, of course, they get Rendon to switch to second base. But that's a whole nother topic, and we've already talked about that quite a bit. So then you look at shortstops, and it's a, it's a little... Uh, a little rough there because we have our man Didi, who we've talked about him quite a bit, Didi Gregorius. And then actually, when you look at the free agents, Jose Iglesias is one of the better options. And, and I think it's interesting because I'm not going to sit here and advocate that they bring back Jose Iglesias to be their everyday shortstop, at least not initially. And not Really, if he is their everyday shortstop, I do have questions about their playoff legitimacy. But I also have questions about their process in the offseason and what happened. Because he should be a fallback, fallback, fallback. Now, maybe he gets paid by another organization, and that's awesome, good for him if he does. But I just don't know what you really get when you keep Iglesias around. Okay, yeah, sure, you can quote his two-strike statistics to me until you're blue in the face, but what does that mean? I mean, what are we really getting here? Because his statistics, according to his career, were almost the best of his career. But there was a lot of hitters who saw a bump in production last year. And I don't have the numbers exactly, but I've read where... His bump, you know, when you, when you look at the bump on all the players and you kind of factor that in, it really wasn't that good of a year for Jose Iglesias. So your free agent shortstops really limit you. Chances are the only free agent option at shortstop is Didi Gregorius, and he is a bounce-back guy. He's not a sure-fire guy. Of course, you know, he was a prospect in the Reds organization, but that even being said, he's 30. So maybe if they look to shore up the shortstop position, it's through a trade for Lindor. I don't know. But I've got some more thoughts as we look up the middle for the Reds and how they can improve up the middle. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, I'll tell you what I do know, and that is Vivid Seats is an awesome way to get your next seats to your next live event. Download the app and enter promo code POSTSEASON for a discount off of your next order. Plus, when you create a Vivid Seats account, you're automatically enrolled in their rewards program. It's free. You don't have to pay anything extra. They set aside a percentage of each purchase that you have, so you work your way up to free ticket purchases. That's free tickets on live sports, whether it be football, basketball, baseball. It doesn't even have to be pro. If you want to go to college, heck, if you want to venture out and check out some college hockey over at Miami University, that's awesome. Go do it. Vivid Seats has those tickets. Also, if you want to see a concert, stand-up, comedy, 
whatever you think of, Vivid Seats has tickets for you in their app. Download the app and enter promo code postseason for a discount off of your next order. I vouch for Vivid Seats. I've used it many a times. It turns your phone into your ticket. And it's pretty solid too. Check out the Vivid Seats app and enter promo code postseason. The the other interesting thing when you look at up the middle, because as I, w- I was reading on the MLB Trade Rumors website, they were talking about the Reds and three key three keys to the offseason. It's a good article there if you have not checked it out over at MOB Trade Rumors. They talked about that they need to shore up the middle of the field. So like catcher, second base, shortstop, center field. All of us roll our eyes because we're like, well, yeah, duh. Okay, so if they get Grandall, imagine this for a minute. They get Grandall, they've got a nice base laid for that center part of the field. Why not go all the way to the end? Go to center field in particular. Because they're are an option. Yeah, that's great English. But there is an option, and it's kind of an interesting one. You'll have to bear with this idea because it's in division. Now, he's 31 himself, and he plays for the Pirates, but his name is Starling Marte. We know his talent. We know his quality. I mean, take your bias aside for a minute. You like Starling Marte. If you've watched him play baseball, he's a pretty darn good baseball player. Now, he probably won't be in the MVP conversation, but he was worth over three wins above replacement last season. And he had a 120 OPS+. plus. Yes, that's 120. Pretty darn good. And you could stick him in center field because, trust me, he is athletic enough. He could play there very easily. We're not talking about, a well, you could bear with him in center field. No, he can handle the center field position. You move Nick Senzel to second base, and then you just got to figure out who your shortstop is. Boom, the middle of the field is solved. What'll it cost, man? What'll it cost? This is where it gets interesting because he has a club option. It's a team option for the Pirates for $11.5 million for the 2020 season. So if they decide to pick that up, he immediately becomes a trade target. And if they were, heck, they didn't even have to be smart. If they have half a brain, they'd probably pick up that option and then try to trade him. Because they could probably get something decent for him. Now, I don't think it would cost near as much to trade for Starling Marte as it would to trade for Mookie Betts. But I still think it'd be worth exploring. But with Marte, now I I, I don't know exactly what it will cost, but like I mentioned, less than Mookie Betts, less than Francisco Lindor. You're not breaking the bank to get him in here, and then you probably have a decent chance of signing him to an extension because he made his deal with the Pirates up until this past season. Six years, $31 million. That is extremely team-friendly. Now, he's going to get a raise from that point, but do we really think he's going to jump all the way up to like $20 million? Or something crazy like that. What you would sign a Mookie Betts for? No, he's not going to get that much money. And the fact that he's 31 means that he's probably not going to get a ton of years either. You could probably get him for two or three years once you acquire him. 
And if the Pirates don't pick up their option on him, then holy crap, go after him with everything you've got in free agency because you should be able to sign him along with Yasmani Grandal. And then, boom, that is a great way to start shoring up the hitting. Maybe you make one or two more moves, and that's about it. The interesting thing, and uh, real quick before we go, i got one last point that I'm talking about here, is that looking at that article from MLBTradeRumors.com about the three keys to the offseason for the Reds, they didn't just lay out three key position areas where they need to look at. Actually, their first key was kind of interesting. They They said that the Reds should use the Diamondbacks and the Rockies as cautionary tales. Because the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are currently laden with these overblown free agent contracts, especially for aging relievers, that they can't do anything with. They've got these guys for a couple more years, and they're paying them a good chunk of their salary, a good chunk of their team salary, but they're not getting that much production out of them, and there's no way that they're trading them. Now, this is an interesting point because we as Reds fans are just ready for them to just start throwing money at people. But that is an interesting thought. If the Reds commit too much money to guys who end up failing, which we don't really want to think about at this juncture, we want to think about them getting successful guys and making playoff runs. But if they don't exercise some restraint in the area of their spending if they don't if if they try to go after relievers and and you know maybe some underperforming hitters and they give them too long of a deal or too much of a deal then they're stuck with them they need to focus especially if they're looking at relievers in the free agent market which i i hope they don't go too crazy with this but they need to use David Hernandez and Jared Hughes as the blueprint for their free agent deals. No more than two years. If a free agent reliever wants more than two years, all right, that's fine. The Reds don't sign him. Be cautious with these deals. Don't hamstring yourself. Don't tie yourself to a dead horse here. We we, we don't want the Reds to, I mean, heck, forget about one and done. What happens if they're none and done? I don't I don't really want to get into all that, but it's worth considering the Reds exercising some caution. And then also they have this idea that the Reds should probably look at pitching depth. Not necessarily even just with the bullpen, but also with starting pitchers. Maybe they can get a guy on the cheap. Maybe Alex Wood does last until almost spring training, and then they can bring him in on a minor league deal. Something like that. If it's cost-effective, for depth at a starting pitcher, I'd love that. I get an innings eater for cheap. That's nice. I mean, he doesn't even have to be an innings eater that gets like a crazy good ERA. Just maybe somebody that you can slot in in the fifth spot in the rotation if Tyler Malley ends up having a rough couple of months or something like that. That's not a bad idea. But just a couple of things worth considering. And then, you know, obviously talking about guys like Jonathan Scope and Starling Marte, a couple of names that we don't hear a whole lot. I think, I think they're worth considering. 
I don't know about you. If you think if you've got different ideas, heck, if you've got an idea for a free agent target or for a trade target, maybe that the Reds could go after that seems reasonable. Hit me up. 513-549-0159. I want to hear from you on the Lockdown Reds line. That's going to do it for today for the Thursday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's show. Tomorrow, Friday episode coming to you. Might have an interview guest, might not. If not, then hey, we're just going to keep talking Reds. This is your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds, even throughout the offseason. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you get each and every episode in your queue each and every day. Also, check us out on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And give us a call, give us a text, 513-549-0159. That's the Lockdown Reds line. Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 